Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan. This episode, I'm so excited to talk about today. This is Catherine, by the way, and I've got Whitney, Sarah, Kathleen of the Fab Five. And today we are talking about get the F out of your way. Oh, this is such a great topic because, you know, we we have a tendency to just sort of you know, kind of roll through life. Right. And when I think about this, and I don't know if this comes to mind, but like, we don't know what we don't know. And we were just chatting a little while ago about how, like, I'm so grateful to have so many coaches and mentors and sisters like you all here that help me get the F out of my way, because you tell me the truth. I have coaches Mm -hmm. that have been on a journey on a path where I'm going. So we get great insight from one another, but we don't know what we don't know. Right. And we have a tendency to sometimes because of how we're programmed, how we're raised our younger years, we take on, we learn things. And then, you know, like for me a few years ago, personally, I feel like I've kind of been on this journey of like a relearning and so I'm learning a whole ba- whole lot about how to get the F out of my own way. So it's an exciting topic today. And you're, I see, you know, we're, we're doing this Zoom call together and, you know, I get to see their beautiful faces. You get to hear our voices, but Whitney is smiling so big right now. What are you, what are you thinking about right now, Whitney? I just, I'm thinking about how much of my life, of my 57 now um, plus, a month and a half years, <laughs> how much of that I have spent actually in my own way. And you're right, you know, Catherine, that we don't know what we don't know. And, and without self-awareness, it's really difficult to know when you are your own worst enemy. And, you know, I've spent this last week really intensively writing contributing to a book. And (laughs) here's one of those examples of me being in my own way. The deadline was Friday. It's Monday. I'm still not done. So, you know, it is, it's one of those things. I talked about this morning. I'm in a group. I did a live and I was talking basically about this, how I tend to get in my own way when I am not fully in touch with what's going on, right? And so what will happen is I'll look up and something that I was working towards or something that I wanted didn't quite happen because I was not paying attention. So I think 
for me, the first place to start in kind of getting out of my own way is to be in touch with what's going on with me, to be paying attention to what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, how I'm interacting and navigating the world. Sorry about that. The dog is just came in from a walk and apparently... <laughs> This is real life here. We are real life, not recording. I love it. It's okay. Hey, we can all today stay in age with the pandemic. We can all relate to these moments of being live and the dog starts barking or just walks in. So you made a really great point, Whitney, about your, your being more mindful. And it is like this consciousness of being in our own way. What, you know, it's all around, like a big part of it is mindset. And then this consciousness of, what the mindset is. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, it, it goes back, and we've talked about this before, just like I'm trying to be intentional in my life and at the same time being willing to go with the flow, being flexible, being adaptable, all these things. And it can be that in an attempt to be all these different things sort of simultaneously that... I'm not as mindful as I would like to be because I'm too, and I'm, I think I've said this before, I'm really analytical, really logical, very much a head person. I am operating more and more out of my heart, but because it's, I'm sort of this head person, <laughs> I'm constantly trying to put the puzzle pieces together to make things fit. And that is definitely one of the things that I do where where I am getting in my own way. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know I can relate to that as well. I read something in a book. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it just speaks to me and it replays in my head often. And it was, it's slow down and you will go further, right? And it's just, just taking it in process. Yeah, and Whitney said earlier before we started that um, she was overtasked or that she's got all this stuff on her plate, which I think every one of us can relate to. So Whitney had the dogs, I get the sirens, you know, like, so, you know, like we get it all here. Great. A little background noise for you guys. <laughs> so whether it's procrastination or overloading your plate or you feel... You're, you're reacting to life or you have anxiety or there's depression or there's, you find yourself in patterns in your life or we find ourselves with in patterns in our life. It's really, it's our chance to say, where are we in our effing way? <laughs> and what are we doing? Is this, you know, one of the things I, when I find myself anxious and like, oh, I've got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. Then I step back and say, what is this happening in my life? You know, what is this? Because clearly something's happening that's not in, in line with my values. It's not in line with my purpose. Because when it's overloaded, that's when I get this, ang- not anxious feeling, because it's not anxious, but this like, this do, 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 do mentality. And it's really in your head. It's not in your heart. So I really find ways to go back within my heart and say, almost write everything down and just say, okay, one at a time, is this in line with my life purpose and my values? And if it's not, how can I remove this from my plate so I can really focus on what really matters? Because when I focus on what really matters to me, 
then I am smooth sailing and all is well. And Whitney, I'm with you on that chapter because I'm still not done <laughs> with the book that both of us are writing in. The second, you know, the third one for me, but yeah. I, and you said yeah. that, it, I know that's a, a hack that Catherine has talked about, which is to just get everything out of your head, right? Just write it all down. Because once you write it down, then you can take a deep breath, which I know Kathleen is really big on, is breathing. So write it all down, take a deep breath, and then, you know, figure out where to go from there instead of, you know, this kind of like, ah! But is it really figuring out where to go from there? I'm going to challenge you a little bit on this one because is it really figuring it out or is it really feeling, really looking at each one of them and feeling in your body when you look at it, you breathe deeply, what do you feel? You know, do you feel like this anxious feeling in your gut? Do you feel the heaviness on your shoulder? Do you feel, or do you feel like this lightness, this joy? I'm like, oh yeah, that really works. Yeah. Oh, I love doing that. How do I feel when I'm doing that? And when you feel like some things like paying your bills, you got to do. So why not say thank you at the bottom? (laughs) You know, why not be grateful that you get to pay those bills, you know? You know, like there's all kinds of things that we have to do as part of our life. And there's other things that we don't. We just overload ourselves with. So I kind of piped in, but Sarah, go ahead, or Whitney, if you can finish. But I was like, I want to challenge you on that. because No, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's probably a matter of semantics for me, right? That Those are the words that I use, but I think you and I are in alignment about what it is and how to go about doing that. So I'd say figuring it out a lot as well. For me, when I'm looking at that list, I'm going, what is most important? What's going to get me to like my outcome today? And sometimes it's a couple different, but it's a, for me, it's a prioritization and I don't have the feel goods with all of them. I'm going to be real about that because I'm doing a lot of different things right now that personally I have to do to get me to my outcome. That isn't at the top of the list of necessarily that I absolutely, my ideal life would want to be doing right now, but I got to do it right now. It doesn't feel good, but I get those things done in the morning Right after I get through my morning ritual, I get those things done that are the the most challenging, if you will, that don't feel necessarily the great. And sometimes I'll get those done often first, and that helps me get the f out of my own way when I get there because I get them done <laughs> when I get them done first. So, what are you thinking over there, Sarah? I'm thinking I get in my way more when I'm in my head, and you know, it's really helped me to kind of dial it back and really obsess what the truth is of what's happening. Cause a lot of times I get in my own mind and I create a story about, you know, why I might not be good at something or why I could or couldn't do something or am I good enough? Right. And so a lot of times when I need to get the F out of my own way, it's really (laughs) about being sure that I'm telling myself the truth. Right. And and really assessing, oh, you know, am I getting in my way because I'm in my head and, you know, telling myself stories or is it because it's the truth of the matter and I need to address something? That is so huge, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, I love you brought that up. Yeah, I love that because. You know, I've found myself, you just triggered a memory, like just recently, last couple of weeks, I've been going through this master's program in in RIM. And 
through that program, it, it came to my attention, you know, like the reason why basically I've been in my own way. You know, I, I thought I was ready to, have, to start a relationship or at least start to start dating. You know, I thought I was ready to start dating and I couldn't understand why things weren't in flow and why it wasn't happening. And, you know, after three years of not dating at all, you, you would think that you had been able to change some patterns. Well, it came to light that sometimes we don't even know what we don't know. Like we don't even know what we're, what's stuck in our bodies. For me, I found myself just actually almost scared to actually start dating because I didn't want to follow the pattern and I didn't even realize I was still in that scared mode, you know, in my body of basically rejecting love, rejecting being loved. And, you know, it comes out that that I've rejected based on what I believed of myself, not only in this lifetime, but other lifetimes, as we all know, I do believe in multiple lifetimes. And for me, I believe we keep coming back to learn the lessons until we learn our lessons. And... I continued to pick people who couldn't receive the love I had for them. That's because I wasn't receiving love for myself. Like I wasn't receiving. And so we don't know what we don't know until we know it. And that's why it's so important. Whitney talked about it earlier, that that's why it's so important to invest in your personal development, be willing to step through some of those fears that we, the unknown, really, it's about the fear, this you know, the second I realized I was going to move into this process that I was going into, I was like, oh, F. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in my own way. <laughs> and I'm not so sure I want to do this. But I knew I wanted to because I didn't want to. I don't want to continue to follow the patterns that I've been in. And so if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes. So It is the programming. I mean, it's really, really a message that we want to put out there is that this is the programming, these limiting beliefs. These are things that we take on. We learn when we're young, right? Or we, we pick it up through experience or through our parents or family or wherever it comes from, it's programming and it's like robot or autopilot. And so, you know, these limiting beliefs, we all have stories we tell ourselves. I, I used to say about different things, it's hard. It's just hard. It's hard, right? Or some people say, I can't run or I can't drive at night, right? Or I can't. So this is all stories and this is programs. Well, and we some just, people can't drive at night, nor should they. But, yeah. <laughs> some people just can't drive, period. <laughs> but that's a whole other uh, show. <laughs> but it goes to the, the self-talk and wording and you can you start to learn this stuff and then you start to hear hear it with other people, right? And it also, like, as I started to learn this, the, my own limiting beliefs and my stories, it also on this journey, I also, it creates grace for other people because then you start seeing it and then you go, oh, it's programming, you know? And people just don't know what they know, don't know. And so, and everything happened. We were just talking about this earlier. You know, we also have to be mindful about how it's getting in our own way, but how it's affecting the people around us. Because, you know, we were on a walk this morning 
and we were talking about this. And one of my girlfriends here was sharing about how they have a family member and she has a lot of limiting beliefs, right? And one of them has to do with her opinion or judgments about a family member that they're, they have a child, and, but they're not actually married. They're together. They're happily together. They're in love, right? But they're just not married and they have a child. And so this one family member has all their own opinions and judgments and beliefs about it that aren't kind and they're negative. And this got out into the family and it's just, it's caused a rift. It's created hurt amongst multiple people, people don't talk any longer, you know, and, and it's just like from this one little limiting small belief, right, about it's just rippled into and now like part of the family, they don't talk to the, you know, these people, and these are all gifts in their life, their family, right? And so we get in our own way by our thinking, our mindset, and not only does it impact us, it holds us back from our gifts, and receiving, right? But it also impacts other people around us. So it's just very important that, you know, we start to learn this and go, okay, this is programming and this is why. This is why this experience gave me this story or this belief. And if our sister Claudette was here, she's out in Sedona right now, she'd be saying, you got to ask truth. You know, she's, I learned this from her, you know, is we have these beliefs and it's often very beneficial to go, is that really true? Right. And I know we all do that, right? Truth or Claudette's truth method. Is this really true? Where is this coming from? Right. Right. She was saying, what what is it that I believe that allows this to happen in my life? Channeling her. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I have two thoughts. One coming from, Kathleen and sitting here actually reflecting on the whole figuring out thing, which is, is language, right? And part of our patterns, our habits and patterns are the words and phrases that we use and how they reinforce those limiting beliefs. And so paying close attention to them. And, And I think it starts, this is my thing. I'm probably going to say this on each and every episode. Somehow, some way it's going to end up in with me saying it, which is it starts with the vision. And as you were talking, Catherine, about your friends and their family, you know, the person who's saying thing or, or is acting with judgment probably hasn't stopped to think about what is the vision that they have for the relationships with those people. I don't think anyone has a vision to have poor relationships with their family, right? So if you have a vision for what you want and that's not happening, you have to step back and ask questions. You have to start with self. It may not be you. You may not be in your way, but you have to start there. You have, because you can't control anybody. Always, yes. You can't do anything about other people's decisions, behaviors, the words they use, or any of that. Therefore, you have to start with yourself asking, as, as Claudette was saying, <laughs> what do I believe that is allowing this to happen? And maybe the truth is it's not you. Maybe the truth is it lies somewhere else. But we have to stop and look at our habits, our thoughts, the words that we're using. And if they are not, as Kathleen said, in alignment 
with the vision that we have for our lives, with what we want, with our values and our priorities, then we've got to make new choices and take different actions. I love that. And, you know, I, as you were talking, Whitney, what comes to mind is consciousness, right? When we start to ask ourselves questions about how we are thinking, is it true? Where is it coming from? Where is this leading me? What is the vision that I have for this? Like you were saying, so start to ask ourselves about our own thinking, our own mindset, right? And it creates this consciousness because we're all humans. You know, I, you know, what I mentioned earlier, I used to say it's hard or this is hard. I used to say it pretty frequently until one day I was going through a coaching program and one of the mentor coaches was like, oh, is it hard? It's hard, you know, and totally call, called me out, but it was so valuable. Right. You know? And right. now I have that, his voice in my head when I say it, I go, oh, oh is it really hard? It's really, and I'm very conscious right. about it. And I, it may slip out from time to time or I'll think it first and I'll go, really, is it hard? You got this girl. So it's just like conscious. It's still going to come in. I have grace for it now. I play for play with it a little bit even, you know, but you know, I tell myself that guess what? it's going to be hard. That is a guarantee. If you tell yourself that you're absolutely right, right? They said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So if you think something is hard, it's going to be hard. That reminds me of when I was going through coaches training and I was working in a job, I found myself for a period of time coming into the office every day, closing the door to my office because Everything that was going on, I felt was toxic and I didn't want to be a part of it. And I was closing myself off and I didn't realize it. And the coach asked me, why would I allow other people to change who I was? Right. And she's like, if that's not who you are. And then she's like, well, maybe that's who you are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then I had to decide. Is that who I am? And if that is who I am, do I want to be that? Who I want. That's what I was thinking. Do I, do I want to be? <laughs> and, and no, I'm not that person. I rare. I don't. And I'm not a door closer, a window. I, I like things bright and open and airy. And so to walk into the building every day and walk in and just automatically close my door was closing me off from everything that was going on around. But I thought I was protecting myself from what was going on. And so the choice I had to make was to open the door and then to deal with what was going on instead of trying to hide from it which I think is another thing that we do when, when we're getting in our own way is we're trying to protect ourselves. That's so good. There's a better way to protect and we have to ask the questions. What is it that I'm trying to achieve with this behavior? And is there a better, more positive way to do that so that we can actually get to what we want, which is, the vision that we have for the life, the situation, the relationship, or whatever it is. Sarah, you've been wanting to pipe in, so. Oh, no, I, yeah. I love this. I just think that, you know, the more that we can be conscious of getting in our own way, the more that we can get started on doing the right things, right? So slow down to move further, faster. And I, it, 
I love the, having these conversations with you ladies. And, and I, you know, would encourage our listener to have conversations with other people. I think you made a really good point, Catherine, about, you know, having coaches in your life and having people that are going to hold you accountable, right. And make you aware because you didn't know you were in your own way saying how hard something was, but when that person was able to bring you out, now look at what it's changed in your life, right? Just a couple of words, a shift. A couple words. Oh, yeah. true. So it's I just so encourage cool. everybody to, to find an accountability partner. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be an expensive coach that you're going to pay $100,000 a year to work with, you know, literally just someone that you have regular conversations with and true conversations and are able to open up and, you know, be vulnerable and learn more about yourself, you know, keep talking about things so that we can all start getting out of our own way, right? I love that, Sarah, because when I was working for the governor, and this was a while ago, like, and I didn't even realize that someone would look up to me at that time. But when I was working for the governor, an assistant to one of the um, commissioners um, sent me an email and I had worked with her as a legislator. I had received a, a number of documents from her And so when I came to work at Human Services, she sent me an email and just said, I really admire you. I'd like to get to know you more and I'd like to learn from you. So would you be interested in connecting with me, whether we go for a walk or go have coffee? It doesn't matter, but I would love to be able to learn from you. And so that's as easy as it is. You know, you may not think that you are someone someone else would be looking up to and they are. And if there is someone that you're looking up to as the listener, you're looking up to reach out to them and ask them if you could have coffee, go for a walk, learn from them, because I was really humbled by that email and we're best of friends today. That is so beautiful. I'm so happy you shared that. Yeah, it's really important. It's simple. It doesn't cost you anything. And that's really, that was the catalyst to going out and seeking additional people that I looked up to. I had already been doing that, not knowing I'd been doing that. Again, there's things we can do that's really good in our lives that we don't even know that we're doing either. But when she did that, it really triggered something in my brain. It was like, oh, I would like to do the same thing with someone that I look up to, Absolutely. which I did. And it's been wonderful with that. So yeah, it doesn't have to cost you a dime. It could create some really amazing friendships and partners. And Look people love to pay it forward and yeah. to add value. And I will say as an entrepreneur, I have multiple coaches and mentors and I hire a few and I pay for them and they've done this already. And so I look at it as a way to just gain great insight. And also I'm probably avoiding costing myself money, real dollars, right? Especially as a startup, like every cent counts, you know? And so I know I'm saving myself money and gaining so much value in the process by having people who have done it and can share their wisdom and help us get the F out of our own way. And you mentioned, we have just a few more minutes here, but you did mention triggers, Kathleen. And I think this is a topic that creates us getting in our own way, right? Getting, getting um, in our way because we get triggered, 
right? Buy things. And often, again, we don't even know what's happening. It's like this subconscious thing. Do you want to talk a few minutes about triggers, ladies, and how that kind of plays into today's topic? Sarah, go ahead. You leaned in. (laughs) Well, you know, I was just trying to think of an example of, you know, something that triggers me. And most recently, I felt triggered by lack of communication, right? And by not hearing back or getting information about a specific topic. And so for me, it also made me feel rejected. And so then I had to really go back and ask myself, am I being rejected? Is that what's really happening? Or is this just a person that's not communicating with a lot of other people in their life, you know? And so I was able to move through, instead of being stuck in feeling rejected for a week and spinning and really getting caught up in my head and getting maybe even a little depressed, like you you could go there, right? Instead of that, I was able to ask myself, was that really the truth? And then move forward and move on and get past that. So instead of it taking me a week to process and deal with, I was done in a couple hours. And that is me getting the fuck out of my own way. I love that, Sarah. (laughs) So again, this training, I keep going back to this training because it was brutally transformative. But Dr. Deborah Sandella was telling a similar story, Sarah, with a, a little twist on it, is that her mom didn't tell her that her aunt or uncle, I can't remember, the specifics may be not correct, but the story is that didn't tell her that her aunt died. And it was almost like it was a long time, nine months, a year, like it was a long time. And when she realized that she hadn't told her, she was really upset about the fact that she didn't know about her aunt dying. So she went to reach out to her cousins. And the day that she reached out to her cousin, the day before she had been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so she actually walked through a couple of rim sessions and she ended up living through the cancer and she actually was of service. So when we get upset about something, the moral of the story is when we get upset about something that someone has done something to us, maybe it didn't happen because you were meant to be there for someone else at the time that you did find out, at the time that you did actually need, you know, someone might need you for whatever reason, you know, maybe there's another reason why you weren't told about something. Maybe You know, if you become irritated with someone's reaction or response to you, my face is pretty clear when someone says something and I don't agree, there's no hiding with this face. Like you can't see it, listener, but there's no hiding my response to what someone has said. And that got me into a place where I was able to move through some limiting beliefs, you know, the judgment. When we find ourselves judging other people, I've said this, I think, in, on other episodes, but if we, when we find ourselves judging someone else, what about us are we judging that they remind us of that? They are our mirror. And so if you can't figure out, and I'm going to say figure out, if you can't, if you can't, Remember an instance where you are judging yourself on that, then it's time to go into your body and feel through it and figure out where that original 
I'm going to say original sin happened because it's really about judging yourself. Absolutely. And when we get triggered and we feel this emotion, it's also a great indicator to dive deep into that area in ourselves because it's usually, it's a reflection of something that's going on with ourselves, right? Like Sarah mentioned rejection earlier, right? And so it's usually, it's a reflection of something that's probably not even tied to that event. And being triggered can have us act out in ways that we may feel bad about later on, or we wish we hadn't done, or, you know, or maybe we grew from it. We, you know, whether we grew from it in some way. And so, but it's something to look at. It's, and if it's coming up in multiple areas, if you find yourself yeah. feeling a specific emotion, because I, I've dealt with a lot of that, those feelings of rejection too, Sarah, and like, See, I got to see it showing up in like these different areas of my life by being triggered by random things, right? And it's just like, man, I got to dive into that for me, you know? Right. So, so maybe as our takeaways, we've got to wrap here. Again, we're thank you so much for joining us today. We talked about get the f out of your way. So maybe take a look at feelings, emotions that are coming up. Maybe take a look at how you know ways you're being triggered or feeling a certain way the same way but in different areas of your life and maybe just starting to ask some questions around that so with that ladies this has been an amazing conversation and please join us again same place same time next time we'll talk to you then bye The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.